When they grow up, they make choices for themselves. When they grow up, they make decisions for themselves. And if they don't choose Jesus, then there's always alternatives out there. The devil will always, the thief will always give them an alternative. I don't want you to condemn yourself. The Bible exhorts us to teach our children on the way they should go. To teach them on the way they should go. And as a preacher, I want to be biased and say, we need to teach our children the principles of the kingdom. We want to teach them the value of salvation, the value of prayer, the value of the word of God, the value of giving to God or serving God with their material wealth or their finances. We need to teach our children kingdom service, the value of kingdom service. We want to teach our children the value of going to church. Because the thief out there who is coming to plant tears in their mind doesn't care about the above. He doesn't care about them going to church. He will always tell them discos are better. He will tell them they can go for gigs. He will tell them they can go for this. Their peers are pulling them aside. But if you teach them, and I teach them the values of God. The Bible says when they grow up, Nobody knows when that is. Sometimes I tend to think it means even if they make wrong choices, like the prodigal son, the truth that you told them will bring them back home. Back home to Jesus, back home to you as their dad and their father and their mom. They'll come back to you. The prodigal son, although he made wrong choices and decisions, he did not perish. When he hit the bottom line, when he hit the, the, the rock bottom, when he hit rock bottom, he had no money, he had no food, he had no company, he had no friends, because he was taught well by his father. The only thing that came to his mind was his father. And he asked himself this question. How many of my, father, my father's hired servants a breakfast, a lunch, a supper, a food, a money, a clothing? And here I am, I'm not even qualified to eat what the pigs or the swine are eating. When the son hit rock bottom, it is the love of his father that drew him back home. This brings me, as I close, to a very important point. Instead of being an army commander to your children, or military commander, backing orders to them and issuing orders, to some extent going to a point of writing them down and pinning them on their doors, on their bedrooms. Try love. Try love. Try love. Try loving them. Try being there for them. Go for their ball games. Attend their ball games. If they are doing an audition in church or in school, get some time off and go and sit on those benches or those plastic chairs or those comfortable benches out there on the dyers and watch them do their auditions. You'll be their hero. Come on, sit 
down with them as they do homework from school. Even if you have no idea what it is, because some of the studies that our children are doing are just kind of way off. They're just way off. Even if you, when you don't know what you're doing, sit there and help them do it. Don't just give them every answer. Leave some for them to figure out. When you find them playing ball, when they're playing a game with their friends, it's not expensive to be a child for a minute or five minutes or ten minutes. Be a child again. And join them in the team. Don't score every goal. That is killing their ego. That's killing their, their faith in themselves. Sometimes just miss the ball purposely for them to feel like, whoa, I beat my dad. Yeah. That makes them know they can win. They are winners too. Try love. I have a few questions for you, my brother, my sister. Do you have time for those kids? It is true they will take you out for father's dinner or lunch. They'll give you a suit. They'll send you money. They'll send you a check. But are they sending you those gifts out of obligation or out of love? Are they sending you those gifts? Because they have to. It's what everybody's doing. Or are they doing it because they are connected to you? Are those messages coming to you because there's something they draw from you? There's a strength they have because of you. They have a higher self-esteem because of you. They are where they are because of you. Or are they doing it out of obligation? Are they doing it out of obligation? Are they obligated to send you the gifts, the Father's Day gifts? Are you their hero? Or is it your neighbor or their high school teacher or their primary school teacher? Are they just doing it because if they don't do it, you will question it? Or are they doing it as they take you for lunch today? As they take you for dinner tonight? As you unpack the boxes that your children and my children will send me? Ask yourself this question. Are they doing this to me? Did my daughter buy me a shirt because it's Father's Day and everybody's buying a shirt? Did my son buy me a new car because he has the money? Did he buy me a new car because it's what he saw another son do to his father? Or is it because I am the hero of his life? I am the man. I am the man. I am his encouragement. I am his I have my shoulders for him to lean on or for her to lean on. Are they doing it out of love? Ask yourself that question. It was while men were busy working 
It was when wild men were busy doing business and building business empires, building mega ministries and churches. Is when the midnight thief came in and stole the innocence of their children. The tears did not manifest in the beginning. They camouflaged. They became part of your child system. They became part of your son system. They could not be disowned until fruit, until the fruit manifested. Are you going to wait until something goes wrong or everything goes wrong? My challenge to you today and to me as a father is this. If we don't create time for our children, something else will take our place. God forbid that that whatever takes their place, whatever takes your place or my place, is not wrong decisions and choices and company. Wrong company. May the Lord help you today. May the Lord help me today. I feel deeply in my spirit that I should not just come and preach a wish-washy message to make everybody happy. Our children are going down. Our children are endangered. Our children are growing up in an hostile environment. They are bombarded with all this negative information. And the devil has no mercy on our children. My conclusion today is this. May the Lord send you a man like he sent me a man in 1998. May I become that voice today. If nobody else will. May you. May you. Find time to discern, to sense, to understand the mind of your child and what they are going through. May you spend time, quality time enough to know when they are depressed, when they are going through confusion in their minds, when things are not well. Urgently needed in the world today, though in short supply, are fathers who are there for their children. Urgently needed. Urgently needed the world over today. It's a great need. Our fathers all will be there for their children and who are there for their children. Needed, urgently needed are fathers who relate and have time to talk to their children. To hear what they're saying. It is not talking to. It has to be talking with their children. That means it's a dialogue, not a monologue. Fathers there's nothing that boosts your child's self-esteem than when you create time for them 
because you show them that they are important and they matter. And that is what the world is taking away from us. Angently needed today are godly fathers. Godly fathers. Are you a godly father? Do your children see you as a godly father? Do they know you as a godly father? Angently needed are praying fathers. Fathers who don't just do push-ups. There's nothing wrong with doing push-ups. Needed today are fathers who don't just do push-ups, but fathers who know how to bend their knee before God and seek direction and say, Lord, I don't know how to be a good father. I don't know how to be a good husband. I don't know how to be a good businessman. I don't know how to manage my finances. I don't know how to manage my morals. I don't know how to manage it. I don't, and admit, admit weakness before a mighty God who can give them strength. Needed and urgently needed are men who can bend their knee before God. Who can lay prostrate before God. Who can take five days before God in prayer and fasting. Who can take time off for a whole week to go and pray and not play golf. There's nothing wrong with playing golf. Needed are men who can seek the face of God. Urgently needed are seekers of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. And finally, and this will be truly finally, ungently needed are loving and caring fathers. Ungently needed are loving and caring fathers. Fathers who truly love their children would go an extra mile to love their children and to show love. And to prove to their children that they care. Do you? Do you care? Ungently needed. Ungently needed today are loving and caring fathers. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I humbly come before you as a father, confessing my failures as a father, confessing my weaknesses as a father, confessing my shortcomings as a father, and conf confessing the same for those many fathers that are watching me today. I repent for giving time to many other things. I repent for valuing my work and ministry more. For giving hours and days and months and weeks to my dreams and to my work and study and ministry and forgetting that 
the biggest ministry, the biggest commitment is to raise my children to become godly men and godly women and to pursue their dreams and their careers in life as godly children, as godly to become godly men, God-fearing men and God-fearing women. Forgive me and my fellow brothers where we have failed. And for those young fathers, for those young fathers whose children are still very young, I pray that through such a challenge in this message, God, they will adjust their time, their time, they will create time and moments to love their children and be there and be not be absentee fathers like some of us and not be workaholics like some of us, but be there for their children. I pray that this message will not be wished away. I pray this message will not just be switched off midway because somebody's irritated by what I've said. I pray that somebody will sit in there and watch this message again and again and listen to it. Because truly, we will have failed completely. No matter how successful, successful we become or celebrated we are outside, we will be failures if we build our success on the ashes of our families and especially our children. Help us, Jehovah God, and heal and restore and give us the courage to face our mistakes and change what we can and trust you and your unfailing power and love to help us change what we can. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. I want to thank God that I, honestly, I don't know whether I preached or I quarreled on through this message or I rebuked people or I did whatever. It's not up to me to measure, but that was deep in my heart. If the owner of the house knew when the thief would come, the Bible has told us that he would have stayed. May the Lord give you staying power to monitor, to influence your children and my children. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord do you good. May the Lord shine his face upon you. May the Lord give you peace. May the Lord heal you and protect you from viral and bacterial diseases. May the Lord shield you from danger and from destruction that comes by noonday or the arrow that flies by day. The Lord bless you. I love you all.